0: Hello and welcome to uh, None of Us Is Yet a Robot, the podcast. Um, this is a special edition, I guess, because I'm bringing you a conversation that I had with Travis Alabanza, um, but I had it over a year ago. Um, I was supposed to release this last summer around the time that my book uh, came out. It was one of the conversations that I had as part of writing that book. And uh, elements of this conversation were included in the final chapter which was looking to the future I guess having spent um, the rest of the book looking back over the last seven years Uh, and I think last summer I just got a bit overloaded with things and I uh, didn't get around to posting it and today being trans day of visibility it felt like uh, a fairly decent time to post it and also while we're all in this uh, isolation and lockdown this very strange moment where we are not short of uh, things to do and listen to and watch I would say that content is pretty abundant Um, and in fact my capacity for making new content feels quite low at the moment I'm really just trying to come to terms with what is happening with the industry what is happening with each other with my local community and also just trying to be a parent and homeschool and chop wood and keep the fire going and keep food going, and all the things that we're trying to do. So I send you love, whatever you're doing, however you're able to do it today. And I guess that same sentiment for Trans Day Visibility, which always seems like a strange notion uh, to me. And I know some people love it and I celebrate you and I know some people can't stand it and I celebrate you as well. And I uh, appreciate and feel all of those um, standpoints. So anyway, here's a conversation from about a year and a half ago, and I think a lot of the things that we talk about uh, still ring true, which is um, maybe symptomatic of how far or not far we've actually come. Um, But I think it's nice to listen to, not least for the fact that we were having this conversation, Travis and I, in a public place. And I think I just appreciated the, the thought and the feeling of what it might be like to sit in a cafe and speak with somebody. So anyway, who knows, maybe I shall record some more content during this lockdown, maybe I will not, but I hope you enjoy this special one-off edition of None of Us is Yet a Robot with the amazing Travis Alabanza.
1: Okay, so that one's recording for now.
2: And this one's also recording. I'm just going to leave that there and we're going to trust. <laughs> ah, good morning. Hi. Hello. Um, so, I am here today with Travis Alabanza. Um, we're
3: in Chalk Farm. Chalk Farm. Uh, I don't know where. In a public space. In a public space. Annoying <laughs> so to public space. We'll allow that to <laughs> <an> inform <important> the <laughs> conversation if it will. How are you today? I am that, I'm really, I was really looking forward to seeing you, so right. I feel great, <laughs> you too. Um, and the sun's
2: shining, and as we've said, that makes all the difference. Exactly. Can I um, begin by asking, like I ask everybody,
3: um, how you identify? Yeah, I identify as trans, uh gender non-conforming, trans-feminine, and I allow non-binary okay. to be done onto me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Are you feeling mutois after we were just discussing I, I mean, like and and you know what? I'm fucking mutoir <laughs> too. I feel like with the non binary thing it's like something that people I actually never called myself non binary. Right. It was something that the media, press and other people put on. Mm-hmm. I've always just called myself trans and gender nonconforming. because yeah. um, those are the two things I think most inform my experience. Yeah. Or specify my experience. I don't know how much non binary has helped me yeah, yeah. as much. Um but I use that when I need to be understood quicker yeah yeah. it's interesting I
2: mean I said the graph thing because I was just showing you a, a list of terms that were like in use kind of certainly mm-hmm. in internet use in 2012 2013 yeah, yeah. and we we're just looking at the ones that have sort of seemed to have fallen by the wayside and like how predominantly non-binary has come through yeah. to the point where like even in that Thing last year, the, the online survey thing, I think there were more people identify themselves as non binary in that than identify themselves as yeah. trans masculine or trans feminine. And it's just like, it's interesting how that's asserted itself. Yeah. And then I wonder whether, like, where the next stage of that is and whether people need will start again specifying within non binary what exactly. it is for them or whether it will just kind of exist as a.
3: Yeah, and I think it's like. I mean, it's such a helpful phrase for so many people. Yeah. But I think as always, as someone that is consistently thinking quite critically about my position and my gender and its relation to other people, I found it unhelpful at times to talk about the specifics specifics of my identity.
1: Yeah.
3: Um, Because I always found it like an odd word for me personally, because I felt like it was doing a job that I didn't want my identity to do it was like making sense of which is really useful for lots of people they want an identity they want a label that helps other people understand them but I don't think I've ever had that as my goal for my gender so I was like I find it a bit too neat a bit too neat and also I think um, you know as always when words change and the label becomes known as something else I was finding that because I'm trans feminine, because I'm black, I wasn't the image of what non-binary was yeah, yeah. becoming to be quite quickly. Yeah. And I was like, hold on a minute, what's the thing that's actually defining my experience within the trans community? Oh, it's that I'm gender non-conforming. Yeah, yeah. And that felt like a more understand, to the people that I wanted to talk about my identity to, yeah. my mum, my aunties, the people on my council estate, yeah. gender non-conforming was something that they could yeah. register. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: I think it's, I think it's hard, like as a trans feminine person, like I kind of, I respect the space of non binary and the, like the, the theory of it, and if, like I sort of feel like often this kind of, you know, what is what is man, what is woman, like, oh, you know, we we, of course it's broken, yeah, of course yeah, we've yeah. blown the doors off that, like, ages ago, right. but. For, for me and for like how I identify and the group of people that I want to stand with and who I respect and you know um, all the rest of it like women I feel non-binary gives people a way to disrespect my femininity um, well, and so it's been I think that's why I've like just kind of back there yeah like just kind of yeah. gone no okay I'm gonna, I'm gonna yeah maybe I I was speaking with Rachel Mars, and uh, she said she likes she with a they inflection, and I thought, yeah, like that's you know that's it, isn't it? I
3: think we know as trans feminine people or trans people in general that like it's all just more complicated than man or woman anyway. So I I, I think I take people's I'm a woman with a pinch of salt with that inflection with like okay yeah and it's like um I think I I think for me what I What's definitely changed, if I look back on, like, the last five years of me having public discourse, what I can see the change in what I've been speaking about mm. is that I became less interested, obviously interested in a personal way about how people identify, respecting how they are identify, honouring that, seeing that, but I became more interested publicly in just what our experience is, yeah. what our experience is outside and what's aligning us in those moments. Cool we kicked
2: off well <laughs> um, like a and
3: movie break and how do you <laughs>
2: identify like in terms of how do you articulate what you do in the world as well would you say you're an artist or I'm an artist or? yeah, yeah.
3: trying to just say that more like clearly now obviously I think um, I'm an artist that has like been, in, been like straddling often getting straddled by the public persona too mm-hmm. of it all um, I think I'm a good example of a fucking millennial artist because like you can't just we couldn't just make art we had to also fucking get an Instagram following too (laughs) Um, but yeah I'm an artist I make performance I write and I make theatre more recently Um, and I'm now I think I'm an artist that's like now is really new that's how I describe it like the last four years was me figuring out stuff and now I finally feel like I'm oh I understand that I can do this yeah yeah
1: it's good
3: I like artists in the same in that
2: way that like you know non-binary kind of feels it shuts stuff down a little bit, yeah. I feel like art just opens th- it
3: up. Like, I'll let you chat. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah, I'm
2: just going to fucking sit here and drink my smoothie. Yeah. And that's my art today. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and you can't say anything because I'm an artist. Yeah, exactly.
3: Um, and it's only annoying when people go, "Oh, what do you paint? Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> and it's hard because it's like, I've made so many different types of work in so many different types of form, but yeah. like, it's just pointless to go like, I'm to a theatre, fuck yeah, yeah, off, you yeah. sound like a wanker. I'm just so not. And then I'll just sound like a tiny bit of a wonder. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, well, thank you for um, coming here today to talk. We're going to like, going off to a meeting in a minute, which is a yeah. like, project which is very, like, exciting. feels exciting. Yeah, that might happen. Was it 2020? Um, if that well, the, comes together?
3: Well, people will hear about it in July. Okay. And then it, Ooh, yeah. So, which
2: will be almost when this well, podcast comes yeah.
3: out nice if it's all if if we like what they say
2: yeah okay yeah (laughs) um, check it out Uh, but yeah before that I just wanted to talk so I'm putting together this this book and I've been reflecting on a bit of a weird podcast because it was like I've been reflecting on my work so I felt a little bit kind of I've been talking to really interesting people and then going hmm great can we talk about more about me (laughs) um but I wanted to talk to you about... Um, so it's been looking backwards. I've been looking back a lot at the last seven years um, and how that's been in terms of like quite a rapid... I don't think it's like... A, I don't like to use any phrases that make it seem new because it's a remembering, right? Yeah, yeah. Like in Western society, in, UK, like in the UK and in the US... There has been a kind of cultural remembering of trans identity, um, but it's been quite a it's been quite a rollercoaster ride. And we are um, like currently in 2019. I mean, is it worth for a moment reflecting on what's happening now? I mean, what's alive for you in terms of
3: like with, with that with that perspective? Yeah, I feel like if we're just focusing on the West, obviously, yeah. or like where we are currently geographically first and maybe can expand out yeah. I feel like this last two years I mean it's really interesting this is why I love being part of this I'm young right you know like I'm 24 and when this comes out I'll still be 24 I'm <laughs> and, and um, I'm fine and like tried. I'm, I'm, I'm fucking young and I feel so humbled and honored to be there's been a couple of things I've been asked by people that are like we've been this has been here for 9, 10, 11 years we've been seeing this change and I obviously haven't you know as someone that kind of you know like didn't use the word trans until I was like 19, 20 and obviously like yes I've been around making work quite extensively for like the last three years but I'm still so young mm-hmm. and new mm-hmm. so like this whole seven years I can only have a really small perspective yeah. on this three years mm-hmm. which I always am like trying to acknowledge because I like kind of came in when it felt like the roller coaster was like happening right that's maybe why the reason people even know who I am is because the roller coaster was already in motion I feel like the last two years for me looking from the outside but also being in it has been a combination of what happens when a group gets like thrusted into like more voice and more eyes on them and how we're currently watching how a country response to that and as we've seen it's like not positive right like what we're seeing I think is like
1: visibility
3: markers of success without actual cultural shifts or economic shifts like that are changing every day we're seeing more magazine I think I've kind of called the last three years just like trend capitalism (laughs) like really like I've just seen it like I think we're being fooled into thinking that we're getting better because yeah, yeah. we have more magazine covers and campaigns, yeah. but actually like waiting times have gone up, and yeah. employment like, harassment has gone up, although it's hard to manage, but think it I was meeting with Stonewall and they think that like, obviously they've never really done, they hadn't yeah, done yeah. one of those researches before, but they were saying it feels like it's increased. So I think we're, like, in this false limbo. Yeah, And I think the best way... I mean, it would be silly to say that in the last two years what hasn't defined a trans experience in the UK is the press. Yeah. Like, yeah, it I don't know how it was like before, but this feels... I've read the news since I was younger. I don't think I've ever it was, seen something it wasn't like, this. like this before. And I have every
2: so often. I kind of have, have this thought of like, am I just being from? Like, I think I said this somewhere else. Like, am I just being dramatic?
1: No, Maybe like it's yes. just in my head. This and then you're like, feels oh, wild.
2: It is
3: wild. And like, it is like relentless. Relentless. It's felt like it's been every single day, de- yeah. every single weekend. Yeah. News run. Yeah. Since. I mean, I don't want to. It was going on before Topshop incident. Yeah. But I do feel like mm. Topshop was a yeah a turning moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it felt like since then onwards, it was like open. It's felt like it's since then, which was when 2016?
2: Topshop was sixteen. 16. No, Topshop was November two thousand God, this is the thing that like I've been talking about queer time, yeah. trans time. Like, you know, I feel young in my. Um, trans identity yeah, yeah, yeah. and there's this like I was looking back at some of these earlier plays and you know a play called Eggbox and I was a fucking egg like at the time that I made it for sure um, and it feels like you know I started um, well like seven years is not very long in, in, in our life it's yeah. not a very long time but in terms of my identity it's everything it's like all my work it's all of who I am it's all of the people that I know it's yeah. like and and it just feels uh, crazy that that's been so fast. But yeah, I think the last couple of years, certainly, it's felt like the press could just print
3: stuff that's Anything. not true Anything. and get away with it's it. The standard of it. Yeah. I don't think I've seen it. No, I hate doing like other minority groups. I hate when people are like imagine if this was said about this. But I think it is useful sometimes mm-hmm. to be like this could not be said about certain people without fact checking yeah. and that's what we've lost in the press. Yeah. And we're just just lies. in lies. And I think, I think it's really defined for the last two years. I think if yeah. we looked back on this history of time for trans people, because when I travel for work, um, when I go to other, you know, when I go to the States things even there, where we know that there's so many laws against trans people being put in place by their new they still say At least I'm used to not in the UK because the crap. Yeah.
2: Yeah, which is, well, like, incredible, which is incredible, isn't it? Like what? Because I think we've like uh, certainly seven years ago starting to do this research there was a real sense of like thank goodness we're not in the States because look at how really like messed up a lot of their things are and we don't have bathroom problems and we don't have a problem with religious right and we don't have and gradually what we've done what we've done I haven't done it what people have (laughs) done is import those issues that were not they were not a thing And they've been gradually, insidiously made into a thing. So now, the, and again, it's generalizations, unhelpful, but for the sake of um, making a point, like, the UK public have begun to think things are important that we We have
3: never thought were important. I mean, the whole GRA was ridiculous. Like, it was just ridiculous because time and time again, well, we know this, but I mean, they were just bringing up things that had nothing to do with the yeah. GRA. And it's just, you know, I don't think it's a coincidence. I've been saying it to people, but I don't know. I don't think it's a that this happened at the same time as Brexit. Black- mm-hmm. I don't think this is a coincidence that it happened at the same time as a huge political uncertainty. Yeah, yeah. I think we always see people put blame on certain groups yeah, when yeah. big amounts of change is happening and who resembles change and the power of change more than any other group yeah, I know? Yeah. Trans people. Yeah, who absolutely. who yeah. rec- who like represents bodily autonomy yeah. and like deciding what's what yeah. and having ownership over yeah, myself. Yeah. And anti capitalism in a like far stretch if we really want to go down that way in theory chance people. Yeah. So I think it's really I when I saw it coming I was like, Of course. Yeah. This country doesn't know what the fucks are. Yeah. It yeah. doesn't know what choices it's making. Let's fucking like pin this like huge level of fear on people that yeah. are making personal choices for themselves daily.
2: Yeah. And it's really interesting to think I think that there's other parts of the world um, where <coughs>
1: Hello,
2: Hello London. <laughs> I think there's other parts of the world where um like trans people queer people you know the uh, natural disasters that happened um, out in um, uh, Asia recently like some there are some people there blaming that on the queer community and saying well look we've got this western import um, this is why this has happened and I think again the kind of generalised British public our attitude to those kind of things or when the like American yeah, newscaster yeah, yeah. says gay people made the look yeah. of the weather Everyone's like, we oh, go oh, oh gosh like we would never say that yeah. and yet here we are we're yeah. just you know those those same fears yeah. being manifested just in a different way yeah. um, absolutely and it's yeah and it,
1: it, oh, it's
2: it's nice to check in on it because I think I do
3: like you've got to try and, and ignore, I it. Not, I to ignore it I've decided to it and I feel bad
1: mm-hmm. but what oh, you
3: have you got to do and then I'm sorry I can't right yeah. now it's every day Yeah. you know and it's just and like fuck that and we
2: can't fight it we can't fight it head on through, through Facebook and through that's groups and things exactly we can, can do, can't do what, what we fight. Yeah, we've,
3: we've got to do what we do as artists yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I didn't want to be on Twitter all the time that's not no. how I wanted, I wanted to do set up stuff like the project we're about to go to now. Yeah. You know, I wanted to be involved and connect with people yeah. in real life. Because yeah. I was like, I don't really know how to solve this one. Yeah. I don't
1: know
3: how to I don't know how to stop the press. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like and I also didn't want to be in the press again. Yeah, I think mean, yeah. for me I was like Topshop ruined my life. Yeah. You know, it really changed it's continued you took so much flat oh, it it so much I, it, it's completely changed my life up until now every time I get a job now anywhere that place gets an email from at least seven people yeah. saying that I should have work there because I'm a paedophile to young girls because I'm an using the word paedophile yeah. so every time I get a job anytime I get a major thing with like a big yeah, yeah. wide reaching thing it comes up it's completely like I was doxxed my addresses were leaked everything you know it completely thrusted me into a visibility that I was already somewhat visible but this became like yeah. uncontrollable visible And I didn't have I was visible in the queer community and then I became just yeah. public and I never want to go through that ever again no so I was like I'm bouncing back
2: and I think you've got to be
3: careful I don't think you've got to be I think we
2: have to be careful as well and, and sensible because again I think we're like in this is not related to the states. It's a really UK, UK-specific thing. I think we feel very safe. We feel very physically safe. Mm-hmm. Um, we broad, generalized we, but you know, our recent history, there's not the same levels of violence that there are. There's like there's um, like slander and there's emotional violence and there's like lo- like there's. Physical yeah, violence, but, yeah. but the escalation of it, like my, someone I was talking to about um, Brazil and London, and they was and, and they um, uh, a queer person and they know both countries very uh, both places very well, and they were saying that they felt the level of um, kind of hatred was the same in both places. And in actual fact, they felt less safe in London in lots of ways, but you don't want to get into trouble in Brazil because when it goes bad, the consequences are fatal. Yeah. And I just think we—I like I'm, my, my kind of fear that is like feels feels um, hysterical, but also trying to just kind of like sit with the warning of it is that we've just got to keep our eyes open, and that this is not another thing that that we bring over here at a time when you know Joe Cox murder yeah. happens, yeah. like you know things are shifting, and I think becoming the public face of
3: the trans community should not be on anyone absolutely particular. not and if when this is hopefully when this is released uh, people have, would have noticed that by October I started a nine month plan to <laughs> disappear from lots of places I haven't suggested a media thing in, I in don't months. think my listenership is going to be like
2: it's going to trouble that okay good no
3: exactly no as in like this kind of stuff is the stuff I want to do but I, I, I stopped saying yes to magazines to any of it because I spotted I was like this is yeah. unhealthy this is not what I want yeah. it's also not it's not going to work yeah. it's not actually like going to help anyone yeah. it might help but well, I think you know visibility helps certain ways but I was like I kind of what, what did I say to someone I said I've, I've done it I've done that now yeah. I, I said people can just google me and then they can find old articles that I was in and old yeah. magazine covers that I was in I don't need or want to, to do that unless it's talking about my art and my work yeah. and redirecting that there. And
2: this is the thing that happens, isn't it, is that we arrive fresh to the fight and we are up for it and, <laughs> and then we, and we, go, we go, like, go Then we are into for it. <laughs> we do, we take, we take a lot of hits and then... Then we're like, fuck that. And unfortunately, it's like, uh, unfortunately, the thing is, is that at the point of... Like wisdom that you come to at the point where you go, Actually, I don't want to be talking to these people is the point when really you should be talking to these people because they'll just find someone else to Um, latch on to. And he doesn't have those boundaries in place, he isn't kind of more
3: aware of it. Yeah, and I'm sure in a couple of years I'll come back to a different way of being. You know, I'm enjoying that this year for me is about making art and that's that and like and if anything if anyone else has seen me in something else that's not art it meant it was paying for my laser hair. Yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean Absolutely. like yeah. so that's the kind of mindset I'm in at the moment yeah. about it because I just want to make work I was like oh what, actually what's the best way for me to like get free it's yeah. like to, to be showing that I can do what I've always dreamed of doing I didn't dream of being a public-facing trans person. Totally. I jumped into main work, doing totally. art. You know, and
1: I think it's like, important yeah. to like
3: have that dis- distinction. Like, I always
2: like to kind of um, think about what the role of an artist is, um, and I think. I think it's a really sacred position to be an artist. And there's a lot of stuff that we do. And actually, politics is
1: not
2: one isn't one of our remits. We can inform and we can advise. Yeah, yeah. And, like, again, being out in um, Indonesia recently and sitting with the um, um, shamans out there, uh, the BC shamans, and they're, like... So they have a history that goes back, like, forever. And where they situate themselves, and they kept saying it, it was a bit, like...
1: It was a bit conflicting because it was quite. um,
2: uh, They were like really into the idea of the monarchy and that kind of like being that proximity to power. But um, I think it's it's different to to how I perceive our monarchy. But like absolutely, I was told by everyone, our position is to sit at the side of the king and to advise the king. And I feel like, um, yeah, like as an artist. I don't want to be a policymaker, I don't want to be a politician. I'm not a politician. Politicians are really, you know, politicians should be another sacred job where you're really good at representing people and Mm -hmm. hearing them and then, like, being a real focus that can make good, positive change. Like, I think, you know, politicians shouldn't be a dirty word. It should be a really useful, civic person. And like I'm i don't know, so I want to like yeah, yeah. serve that in yeah. a different serve the greater good in a different way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, we do find in this like, you know, maybe it's a kind of millennial internet pop culture thing, thing, but we want celebrities to lead us. Yeah. We want to yeah, be yeah, led like by yeah. celebrities. Yeah. And actually
1: celebrities
2: should be leaders. No,
3: celebrities should God. make like really awesome what they, what they need to do thing. or what they want to do. And yeah. what we want to do is need for and I think yeah, my work changed. my work has Power and political power, and I'm, I'm a political person, so my work will always be that. But I want the craft yeah. to be what's there, yeah, yeah. And, and the change that comes from that. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm interested now more in, like, you know, I guess stuff like we're going to today setting up what, what funding can the art being an artist access that can then be spread out? Yeah. You know, how can I use the access I do have and the comfortable places I do have to create access out? Yeah. Yeah, that's really important. Should we talk about what's
1: next? Yeah, like the kind of um,
2: so that we, you know, we just got, we're situated where we are. I mean, what do you like? What do you dream of? Hope for like the next kind
3: of five years. I guess five years. Five years. I guess in five years, I would love. I would love for our understanding our our general understanding, like the general public but also general communities understanding of transness to follow less rules of a cisgender culture. I think I would love to see our understanding of each other go a bit beyond this like A to B Mm -hmm. style of Mm -hmm. being trans. I was this now I think I'm this yeah. and I would love that to inform the complexities of being trans yeah, yeah. I think what we're doing at the moment is responding to pressure mm-hmm. to be understood and we're responding to an immense amount of pressure so we're making ourselves more simple than we are yeah. so yeah, I would yeah. like to see us allow for more space to be yeah. complex and I think how that would play out in like a less like up here in the head kind of way is that maybe we would be having more conversations about our, why we're doing things why some of us are doing things to our bodies and being honest that maybe sometimes that comes from an innate want or sometimes that comes from an innate need for safety and both of these things are valuable and yeah, yeah. just having a bit more honest conversations about like where we are and where we're at yeah. I would hope I don't know in five years if it would change I would hope that the streets would just safer for us You know, that is the real thing that gets left out in so many conversations, yeah, where yeah. it just actually should be really at the forefront of so many of yeah. our conversations, is like for so many trans, and lots of different types of trans people, but specifically looking at people who experience trans misogyny, mm-hmm. whether they've medically transitioned or not, yeah. they know that feeling of being in between some of their medical transitions or not yeah. quite how they want to be yet, or in some parts, or here and here and here. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I think people that have not experienced um, going out in the world in a dress or in yeah, makeup, yeah. and people knowing that you weren't assigned female at birth, yeah, yeah. That's, an, that's a non-stop harassment that I think people do not understand. Yeah. And I think even on like the good days, even
2: on the good days right, yeah. where you feel, where well, you can recognise that you're like owning your truth, yeah, you yeah. feeling great. Even on those days, there'll be a moment in the moment. day. Or and even, if no one's, even if it's not coming from anyone else. It's coming it's from, from, you from you and inside. your memory exactly. and your past
3: and your thing, yeah. and I think, I hope in the next five years yeah. that we start becoming, I hope that we have a hangover effect of all this visibility that yeah. equals actual public compassion yeah. because I've seen it a bit like I've even noticed a tiny bit change even like since writing burgers which is all about the lack of public compassion I've seen like I was on a tube the other day and it never happened before I was absolutely shocked it happened in the weirdest way I was I was wearing like a wig and I had like loads of makeup on and a tight dress and this man started like looking at me and laughing at me and like, this woman stood up, I mean, it was quite funny. She was like, this person is non-binary. She doesn't even, she doesn't even know me. And it was kind of hilarious. Like, I was like,
1: what?
3: But I was like, just so thankful that someone was standing up for yeah. me. And she was like, this person's non-binary. And in the world that have more than two genders, there's three genders. I was like, ah. And they were like, and we need to start respecting them. And she just shouted this man down. And I was like, Thank you so, I've never experienced that in my life. She clearly yeah. had learned that yeah. on the internet. Yeah, yeah. Right, she clearly seen, that was, you could hear internet speak yeah. in her yeah. language, but here she was. That's so good. Doing something. It was all right. It wasn't, you know, like, yeah. what she was saying was laughable, but at that moment, I don't give a shit. Yeah, she yeah. stood up for me. Totally, and that's all you need. That's never happened. So
1: what, I, I had
2: um, a thing last year in the tube, and, um,
1: is it near here?
2: It was the one where you've got to go underground. Um, Oh, anyway, it was one of those where you've got to go down in the lift. No, it was Elephant Castle. And it was in the lift at Elephant Castle. We're in a packed lift. And this guy just started going, you're a man, and you're a man, and you're a man, you're a man. And I I rehearsed in my head what to say. And I had been rehearsing for, like two years carrying around this thing so I thought I had a really good response and it came, they, like because I've been rehearsing it it came forward and so I just, I, so I just said have some respect and then so he's going you're a man and I'm going have some respect you're a man have some respect but like and then we're going down, not a single person in the list said fucking anything. And as soon as we got out everyone scattered. And I was like and I just got on the train, it was going in the wrong direction, I just got on, like and then i and then, you know, shaking and all of the everything of it and thank goodness it was in the afternoon, it wasn't in the evening and there were other people around and stuff like that. But and then I started and I put a thing about how no one had responded and then people like, you know, Labour that people ask you to do online and stuff. They're like, well, ta- tell us, how, how should we have responded? And then some other people, thankfully, on that thread were like, Emma does not have to tell you, but here's a document. So but I thought, you know, it's actually, like, what would I do? And I read around it, and there's a lot of, like, science and a lot of guides, of just if you see someone experiencing harassment, you don't have to solve it, but you can take the heat off. Or you can go
3: and yeah. sit and talk to that person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't even have to acknowledge yeah. the person who's doing it. Yeah. Just anything. Yeah, anything. And, and, and not after. Oh my God, yeah. the amount of times that someone's yeah. shouting at yeah. me, and after like 10 minutes, saying someone's lost to yeah. like, I'm really sorry that person did that. Mm. And, and that one gets me as well. I'm like, okay, I used to feel good. Yeah. I was like, go acknowledge it. I was like, no, you just let him shout at me for 10 minutes. Yeah. And um, so I hope in the future what we see is a hangover from this visibility into more public. Passion care. Yeah. Um, I also hope that there's more trans people. That I hope in five years that the trans people, you know, I'm proud of transness. I love talking about transness. Yeah. I I I'm nev- I'm, I don't want to hide. My, my goal isn't to hide. No. But I hope that the people that have that as a goal yeah. and want to be hidden and want to be able to just exist and trans be yeah. another part of their identity, like having brown hair in, mm-hmm. can do that. Yeah. That's a hope. I hope, yeah. And I just hope that that doesn't
2: feel like hiding. Though. Yes, I hope it but just, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That we can just exist, but you don't have to... Because like, I think someone said to me... Um,
1: uh, Recently, it was
2: a, a, a kind of industry thing about like helping um, the, helping the theatre industry and casting industry like work better with trans people and um, it was a casting director said to me like about a client that they'd have had who'd been cast finally as a cis woman and said to me like well that's the dream isn't it and it was like it's not you know maybe it's, it's a dream yeah. it was that person's dream but it's not my dream my yeah. dream is not to Play a cis woman. I'm not a cis woman. I don't want to be a cis. Well, you know, if I could, do I want to be a cis? Like, if I could push the button and have the easy ride, like cis life, I wouldn't want to be. I wouldn't wish to be a cis man. No. So in that respect, but like my dream isn't to play a cis woman and to trick people. And I think it's just so like that idea outside of the trans community
3: is just so like predominant that everyone assumes that's
2: what we want. But I
3: think in the trans community, that's also pushed too as well. Right? I think people don't understand that our genders can be more than than that, right? And our experience of gender and femininity, I mean, I can only speak about femininity mainly because it's the one that I'm kept out of, right? um, But I think people just don't understand the expansions that we could have. You know, I think there's so much experience of trans people doing the work of cis gatekeeping Mm -hmm. to us and I hope that that stops too. I hope that we realise that, like... I also hope that, like, when we see people, I think, you know, if there's one thing that being trans teaches you so quickly, it's like assumptions and assuming. And I yeah. still think we're guilty of like when we see someone assuming that that's the version that they wanted to be Yeah. Right? Yeah. And there's so many factors that go into that. But, um... Yeah, kind of cultural shifting in
2: like, you know, assumptions. Yeah. Like, because yeah. then that's just not about trans. No. Either. That's uh, about Everything. everything. Yeah. Um, and just like really opening but then this is again it's a step what we're saying is it's a step back towards complexity and understanding and a kind of discourse I mean the thing I feel like I'm always just kind of referencing other things I've heard but yesterday on the radio the people were talking about a film pitch program or something it was kind of interesting Um, and then like the film expert who was on the the thing was saying someone said do people like receive? like gritty anymore and she was like absolutely not if you want to get people in to see a film you've got to make them think they're in for a good time otherwise they're going to run a mile and was reflecting on how that has changed in the last two years even Mm -hmm. and that there were films um, you know even made a couple of years ago that were on physical subjects Mm -hmm. that that this, this you know Hollywood person didn't feel would get greenlit now And then you look back to, like, the kind of films that were made in the 70s or the 60s or whatever, you know, we've really lost our taste for um, complex, difficult, you know, bitter. Another thing I listened to recently about how the the flavour, bitter, doesn't exist anymore. And that used to be, like, the thing that everyone wanted, bitter. And we've even, like, sweetened things that are historically bitter. Like, grapefruits are not bitter anymore. Grapefruits are sweet now. You know, so we've really, like, we just... We're in this, like... How? And it's because there's so much um, violence happening, that we just... We meet. So yeah, we want, yeah, yeah. like, the nice thing. And... Um, are we all right for time for a second? Yeah, that's why I was checking in on. Um, yes. That's yeah. what we are. Can we
1: go for a... couple
2: moment. minutes? Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, to think to the industry mm-hmm. as well, um, because... So we're both artists, and we work predominantly within the performance industry, the theatre industry. Um...
3: What do you want to see
1: there? I
3: want to see way more complex. Oh my god, I just keep on saying complex, don't I? But I'm, okay, let me try and give it from a different angle. I want to see work that it's not just like having a trans story that is made through and through with trans people. Yeah. I want to see, like... But I don't want to... I, what I also want to see is, like, trans people just doing stuff that, obviously, their trans is informed, yeah. but isn't a story or narrative for a cis audience to understand the trans issues. I want to, like, push beyond work that's goal is to make us understood and push into what kind of work does this artist, who is trans, want to make? And how is their trans informing that and reflecting that? Um, I want to see work, I want us to be able to be a bit, I think this always happens with like, marginalised work when it first starts coming a more thing. I think we saw this with black theatre mm. and now we're seeing maybe the like, pick over it, in the sense that I want to see work but we're allowed to be like, mean, grotesque, nasty, yeah, yeah. horrible, um, yeah. challenging, yeah. In flawed. flawed, because I think there is still a pressure, I think this the burgers where there's a nervousness attached mm-hmm. to us being anything other than like nice. Mm-hmm. Like they want us to go, Me, me, me. Yeah, yeah, Here's yeah, yeah. my one hour story about me. Yeah. And you will never have any challenge in this because it's all about me and yeah. my personal challenges and how I've overcome them. Yeah. And I think we saw that with when feminist fear first started yeah, yeah, as well, yeah. the pressure of that cis feminist fear okay. started and then like now what they're allowed to do is yeah, like yeah. much broader or some women are allowed to do is much broader. So I wanna just see more yeah. I want to see i more fun, I want to see more, like, more inward collaboration. Yeah. I feel like at the moment when trans work is commissioned, there's this, like, pressure for that artist to be like, here I am, and I'm yeah. sharing this space with you, and I want loads of more inward collaboration yeah. that, like, isn't about the theatre looking great, yeah, yeah. isn't about the commercial success yeah. but those kind of people that made it yeah. had a really important time yeah. Yeah. I was smiling because I think like that, it's such a simple
2: wish and it's like, I it's simple like in you know, a kind of, But do you know no, what I mean? it really is. And like, you yeah. were saying the thing about like, you know, storylines that aren't, it's just like, I'm like, I kind of feel like with her, like it's been articulated, this sentiment mm-hmm so many times in so many contexts mm-hmm. and it just is like I just can't believe we're still that's still the dream because yeah. it's still like oh, we st- you know yeah we're st- and it's still not happening and right. even the really really progressive projects that I get invited to be a part of are led by cis people yeah. written by cis people yeah. directed by cis people like yeah. care. By yeah. some people who don't really feel that's what they're doing yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It comes really hard because they probably are the good ones as yeah, well. Yeah yeah, you know? yeah, 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 So it's like, you know, then yeah. you're, then you're holding people's feelings. But then that sense of, like, yeah, well, I don't even know what it looks like yeah. to have a whole load of trans people working on a show in, like, every aspect of it
3: because we yeah. have never got to do it. To know how it all works. And all I know is that. Like, I don't it, know many trans lifestyle. I don't know, like, well many trends set I'm sure obviously through. Yeah, yeah. Of course And so part
2: of that is like finding people and upskilling people oh. and like giving you those opportunities and letting that happen and just finding that, what that language and what that voice
3: yeah. is away from autobiography. Yeah, 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 Away, away from autobiography. <laughs> <Cool>. Please. <laughs> Please. And was because someone who spent the last seven years making like, autobiographical <laughs> work. So like, yeah. first when I mean, like, did it, I was like, here I am making autobiographical work. And then I was like, well, at least it's kind of like, when I was like, no, it's autobiographical, biographical, yeah. babe. And I was like, please, how do I move away from it next time? And then I like, start writing this new piece of work. And I'm like, for yeah. fuck's autobiographical. I'm like, shit. I also want us, uh, so as someone that like, loves being in other people's work too. Yeah. I'm not, my dream is not to be this role. My dream is for my transness not to disrupt. Yeah. A role yeah. in a way that means they won't give it to me. Yeah, I mean, yeah. like, I want to be trans and be that role. Like, I want to play a love interest, but I don't want that love interest to be cis. It's me being trans playing that role. I'm exactly
2: this conversation with a friend, so a friend of mine who's um, in the states and has been writing a um, a film, and they sent me an early draft of it and was like, "Oh, you know, would you want to be in it?" And I read it, and it was like it was a kind of a friend role, um, and. Like supporting the love interest. I think I fed back and I said something about, like, and I, I don't know,
1: like, someone on
2: the line I said something about, like, why don't you make, as a challenge, they went to the channel, why don't you make the trans woman the love interest? And they really took it to heart and they've come back and they've done it and they've, like, re centered it so that the um, trans woman is now the, like, the central character and the central love interest. So it's really exciting. Like, it's, you know, I don't know, they're in another country, I haven't seen them in If they make it happen, it'd be like, sweet. Yeah. But it's interesting to see that going through. And then they sent me an email um, this week, actually. We were chatting about it. And then they said, if you wanted to play the characters, sis, that would be up, like, up to you. I just want you to like, know that you don't have to, like, we don't have to make the translation explicit. It's what they were saying. And so I kind of had a real strong response to that of going
1: of course she's trans like yeah. you know she's trans because I'm trans
2: I'm not going to play a cis person like and I don't think that's a choice I think that is just how it has to be and I don't think it's the bolder choice to cast a trans person a cis person I think the bolder choice is to like own it. Her. I kind of came back like and they were like
1: yes okay to
2: ask <laughs> but I thought it was interesting that like they, they thought
1: that
2: they, they thought it was important to ask and you know you know they were doing it for the right reasons but there was still a, like, a hierarchy <laughs> in there of going you know if you'd rather play it like normally, then mm-hmm. that would
3: be okay. And
2: it, but it was interesting.
3: Yeah. And it's like actually, why can't the world be that this person's trans and maybe it yeah. comes up or maybe there's something there. that yeah, it comes up. It comes up in their, their life but it's and there, it's there. But, it's not but, the thing. but she has all these other fucking complex things yeah. that are like never like fucking like yeah, yeah. fucking That's what I want. I want like time because I was auditioning for something recently and I got to like the last oh, awesome. stage of the audition
1: mm-hmm.
3: and. It was, for, it was to play like, like a boy that would be in love with this girl in the show. And obviously, like, they were then like, OK, well, we've changed the gender. And I was like, well, it wouldn't be a boy. It would just be me. And they were like, OK, but, like, how does the girl feel about being attracted to you? Like, does that change of these intentions? So I was like, well, I
1: don't I, <laughs> conversation
3: I, mean, with I was that. like, uh, <laughs> well, the actor would have to act. I mean, assume the actor, you could, like, and then they, like, didn't happen. Yeah. And I was like, that's the kind of thing I want to see change. But, yeah. so, like, putting me in the role yeah. right. changes things, because any actor going in any role yeah, yeah, changes something. When you cast, like, a black family... You know, they're yeah, doing yeah. it all the time. When they cast a whole fucking woman of colour of Richard second that's changing yeah, yeah.
2: the text, positively. But you're not... But are you casting that person and then going, yeah. mm. do we have to think about how this white character might now feel in terms right. of their attraction to them right. or whatever? Like, cause I don't,
1: you know... Yeah. yeah. I don't think that again it's not wanting to equate experiences yeah. because that's yeah, not yeah. helpful but just acknowledging
2: that there's certain things that have to transmit that would, it just wouldn't I don't think they'd ask it because they think it would be problematic I yeah. think they wouldn't ask they wouldn't think about yeah. it Yeah, yeah, um, yeah and that risk that you say yeah. you pointing your face then, um shouldn't be like yeah we should take creative risks always otherwise what's the fucking point but like I think there's a in the immediate five, next five years there's a kind of financial risk yeah. and um, yeah. like uh, yeah. platform yeah. R- risk like you know giving space and I think that has to be taken by yeah venues yeah. and funding bodies yeah yeah, yeah. I'm just thinking about where we about to go because I don't think there's enough of us I don't think there's any of us who have that power no no. at any level not at, at all I hope no you we know? will we know them <laughs> yeah we would wouldn't we, we? And, and you know hopefully we'll, we'll, it will be us right and that's you know, the thing that's the thing that's 10 years like yeah. you know there's a whole bunch of people who are like around where we are and we're all like working in the same kind of transport. but hopefully what happens is we just continue marching on and you know there we are it. yeah we'll, then we, you know, we will be in position yeah, yeah. to do these things, yeah, yeah. and that feels like a good. Um, that's where I want to put my energy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to keep making work. Yeah. I want to keep making work. But I want to make work with trans people, and yeah, yeah. See, yeah see what happens. Mm. Thank, you. Oh, so um, mm. thank you. So lovely. Um. So much. Yeah. Is there
1: anything else just to wrap up,
3: like, a for you, or that you wanted to reflect on? No. Um, just, uh, I think this is such a great
0: so there we have it i hope that you enjoyed stepping back into the past to a time when the gender recognition act was uh still full of hope (laughs) to a time when brexit had not happened Um, Many thanks to Travis for allowing me to uh, share this now, and thank you uh, everyone for listening. Um, I know that it's a strange time and our resources are stretched even further than they ordinarily would be, but um, in light of all of my uh, booked work being cancelled and um, the fact that this podcast comes to you for free if anyone does feel able to contribute something, if you go to my instagram um page and if you're not following me why are you not and how did you hear about this uh then um that's at not yet a robot then you can find links to my patreon and also to my surgery fundraiser which is still running even though it seems strange to contemplate such things in this time um also if you're interested in this conversation you can find it reproduced in my book, and uh, none of us is yet a robot, which was published by Oberon Books last year. It can be ordered from anywhere. Don't get it from Amazon, but anywhere else you can order it, um, and you can find this conversation, parts of this conversation, reproduced along with other conversations with incredible thinkers and people, and are able to keep safe and feel safe while you're doing so. Um, do look around there is a lot of uh, online content available there are a lot of wonderful people who are sharing things Um, and don't be too hard on yourselves don't feel the pressure to make too much of this moment beyond keeping safe keeping those around you safe um, and yeah doing what you can so take care happy trans day of visibility 2020 and i'll come back to you sometime soon bye